your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. It is my favourite time of the week. She joins me in the studio and her life is never boring. So we thought we had a certain amount of time and... uh, yeah, Lauren was going to just have a nice, quiet <laughs> chat with me. And then, uh, yeah, no, the judge that she's to be before this morning, not her personally, of course, she's acting for people. She's not before the judge herself. But, uh, yeah, so uh, he's flying through it. So, you, yeah, you got <laughs> yeah, well, just the day you don't want to, isn't look, it? Look, it's fine. Well, I, I try to get in here when I can. Yeah. So I thought I'd, I'd sneak this in before I had to get before um, the court. But the DPP solicitors just texted me saying that the list is running quicker than anticipated. So yeah, but the, the good news for you is normally I go over our 10 minutes. I go about 20. Mm. So, But that's okay. Today that's you get it. to play some more tunes. That's right. But I've got – now tell me what you think. I've, I've made you a Starbucks Pike Place blend. I'm, How is it? I've never loved a coffee more. <laughs> I'm so pleased the Nespresso it's, does well. I wish everybody at home could see it. It's got the most beautifully formed bubbles on the top. In fact, I think if you squint, it says, I love you. It does. Thank you for making that special coffee. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Have you had one of those mornings as well? I I wasn't until I got here, but it's shaping up to be like that. I think I need to sage the studio because, yeah, the same thing. I was going really well. And then the computer system, obviously, we all prepare our programs through a computer system. And, uh, yeah, the computer system decided that at, uh, at about 12 minutes to nine that it would not let me in. I think it's been one of those weeks. Mm. Everyone I've spoken with um, in the law and in my private life, mm. it's kind of nothing's predictable. Mm. Do you um, think it's it's that we're leading in, it's the four days and we all go crazy? Uh, well, I used to teach and I remember just before holidays, everything would turn to... Mm. The proverbial. You know, and, and I think, no, no, that's right. That's why we need a bit of a break. Mm. By this time, everybody's a bit... Yeah, crazy. And all, all it mm. takes in these day, this day and age for us is um, technology not to be our yeah. friend and we go, what? I did exactly so. that this morning. I'm like, okay, is this just me? And I sent a message to our uh, to our little message group saying, is this just me? And they're like, yeah, it's just you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you. It is, yeah, it's just you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Positive reframing, go. though, you made a great coffee. Thank you. So That's the, week that's the most important thing. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been so crazy, huh? The, well, I was going to talk about some um, case law today and then I realised, why don't I just talk about the crazy week I had? So last week I was in court for five days. Monday I had a young fellow who has a serious drug problem and as a result uh, got kicked out of home. So he started rifling through cars and stealing very small amounts. But, you know, against the law, inconvenient for people who go out to their car the next day and, and go... And smashed, yeah. Well, it's not smashed, actually, but he's so just he stealing... So he just gets in. He, you know, gets in and takes a few coins out of the centre console. Mm. But it's like an iceberg, isn't it? You see the top of it and then you you look at what's underneath. So mm. um, I appeared for him. He's also um, involved with Merit, which is the magistrate's early referral into treatment. So if you've got a client with a drug problem, they can get assessed and then they basically get a bit of hand-holding and help them get off drugs if that's what Mm. they want to do. I do have clients that love the drugs so much and I'll say to them, look, we can get you into the Merit program. If you're going to waste your own time and the court's time and the Merit social worker's time, you know, I don't want to set you up for a fall. But if you do want some support, because if you're in a family situation or social situation where everybody's doing drugs, it's really hard to do mm. it on your own. So that was Monday. Yeah, okay, that Tuesday, was Monday. Tuesday, um, I've got a, a woman who has been done for intimidating her neighbour. They live in very high density, I think it might be Department of Housing. Mm. Walls are thin. They get on each other's goat, basically. So 
Wow, uh, that makes the neighbourhood dispute very close, doesn't it? Well, the, the court sees a lot of neighbourhood disp- mm. disputes. Um, so she's gonna she's been done for intimidation. However, and I can't clearly mm. I can't go into too much detail because it's still before the court. But she's quite injured. So she was meant to be intimidating the neighbour. The neighbour mm. came at her with a tool and smashed her hand. So it went from an intimidation to it escalated really mm. quickly. This woman's version is she was really frightened of my client mm. and she armed herself. And my client's version is she was, yeah, so it's he said, he she said, said, said yep. yeah. Um, Wednesday was crazy. I had three DPP matters and then I had to serve. Um, the next day I was going to be in the district court with a barrister, so I had to serve his subs on the Crown. So before you go to court in the district court, if you've got a sentence, you have to basically give the court and give the DPP, which is known as the Crown, your paper, what you're going to be showing the court. Yeah. So it's all very polite and everybody's given notice. Everybody's of what's, nice, are there they? Are no surprises. <laughs> it's not like in uh, LA Law or Boston Legal where... No, no, oh, LA Law, mate. You know, LA, sorry, law. LA Law. Um, where suddenly there's this evidence thrown in that Dun, dun, dun. It's not like that. It's all very. See, I, you know, I was going to be a lawyer when when LA Law was on. I wanted to be a lawyer. That was the eighties. I, I wanted to absolutely be Harry Hamlin. You wanted to be Harry Hamlin. Well, Harry Hamlin in a dress. You know, I mean, a he does have a face like an Easter Island statue. There, I said it. Yeah, you did. Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I have thought of that before. Yeah, the Easter Island. Um, there's a theory actually that it was just a peeing contest so one man on Easter Island erected a large head and then they just kept trying to one up each other I'll leave that with you perhaps there's an art historian who can check in with us and let us know there is so much there we'll just leave that Um, so Wednesday I also had to draft and send some reps to the DPP and that's in a broad uh, that's in the Broadmeadow Children's Court so Mm. I've got a young person who's been accused of some very serious things and when you talk to uh, him and when you read what the complainant said you work out that it's not really what you think it is and it's because if if you're very, very young and inexper- inexperienced, you can describe something that's not really how an adult might see it. So mm. uh, I've got my fingers crossed that they might get accepted and we can get some lesser mm. charges. Thursday I had a uh, young man possess prohibited drug again. Mm. Again. Now, uh, well, he's, he's already on a good behaviour mm. bond for mm. drugs but... Um, he was found in a car with multiple people and a little bum bag. Oops. Now, if he didn't have his identification in the same bum bag, it would have been very hard to prove it was his because if you've got more than one person that has access. So if you don't have sole um, control of something, it's the, it's called the Filippetti argument. So if Michael Blackson was in here right now and he, uh, if coffee was illegal and he was found with my coffee... Um, the argument would be, well, there were three of us in here. So how can you prove who it? Yeah. yeah, but he had his ID in there. But he had his ID in there. Right. Okay. So if you if the the moral of the story is, if you're going to carry drugs, don't put your ID with them. I did not say that. No, you didn't. Um, of course you didn't. I, I'll play the disclaimer. Again. And also, <laughs> um, and also the amount. So he was done for an amount that was almost what's called deemed supply. So if you're found with quite a lot, mm. even if you're not seen giving it to anyone. Um, there is a charge called deemed supply, which means you've got enough that you might be giving it to people. Mm. And that stuff happens. It's like, yeah. I mean, drugs are no different from, you know, can I borrow your top, Tracy, or mm. you give me, you, you know, you kind of often friends do, and that's supply. So if I handed you a joint right now and you took a toke, I just supplied. Okay. Wow. 
And yeah. su- supply is that next level up, isn't Supplies, it? So possession's one thing, but supply mm. means that you're buying into the corruption of the community mm. kind of thing. Wow. Um, Friday, what did I have? Ah, Friday I was in the district court with a barrister. That was an interesting matter. Um, young fellow separated from his partner. Um, the partner got a new partner that was not so good to be around their children. Oh. And he took matters into his own hands when he thought that this guy was doing something in front of his kids. Now it's a very provocative subject. If if mm. anybody with children thought, my kids are around a bad influence. So he um, took it upon himself to basically break in and assault this guy, which, you know, is against the law. It is against the law. So... Mm. And, and, and any any rights you had, any any way that you had good on your side, that's gone. He still sees it. I mean, he know, he understands mm. now that it wasn't the right thing to do, but um, family and community services did get involved as a result. So okay. he thinks, even though he did the wrong thing, he mm. said, well, I kind of got the result I wanted. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky. tough one, isn't it? So tough one. that was my work, apart from an arraignment, which is when um, you go up to the district court and you finally say before a judge, they say, are you guilty or not guilty? And you say not guilty and you get a trial date. Mm. So that was last week. Wow, that was a crazy week. Oh, and there was also a massive sentence on Friday. I sat there till five o'clock and did everything. And then he's on and said, can you come back in a couple of weeks and I'll give you my decision? Oh, how cranky were you? Oh, no, I wasn't cranky. I mean, imagine being a magistrate and sitting there for mm. eight hours. I mean... You could see, you know, it's Friday afternoon. He's been sitting there for a week. And his brain brain must have been fried. And Mm. so I thought, no, it's... Yeah, I can understand that. I think it's probably better, isn't it, that any of us say, I need to think about it. I'd rather see that than than not. Now, I'm going to ask you one quick question before you go. Now, um, we've got to be very careful how we talk about this one because it is before the courts. Um, Daniel Johns pleaded guilty to high-range drink driving. Now... The judge, the magistrate, requested a sentencing assessment. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Um, and I know that magistrate because I appear before him all the time. Um, a sentencing assessment report is so Mr. Johns will need to contact Community Corrections, and Community Corrections will talk to him, um, those nearest and dearest to him, usually a parent or a partner, mm. um, and basically it's to assist the court. So the court doesn't have time right then and there to get all the background info. So community corrections, so Mr Johns will need to talk to a worker who will um, ask him about his drug use, ask about, basically they, the, the report has to, uh, headings like responsivity to treatment. Mm-hmm. So he's gone into um, rehab, I understand. Mm-hmm. So you would expect that his um, responsivity would be, you know, he's going to, he's not someone who's going to get back on the street. High range PCA carries a full term full-time term of imprisonment Mm. and the guideline judgment um, especially if it's aggravated so if you have a car accident or if you have somebody in the car with you um, or you're using a mobile phone that's an aggravating feature so you're really nudging up to the section 5 threshold Mm. of going into prison so the sentencing assessment report will come back to magistrate Cheatham and he will decide whether to give him what's called an intensive correction order or I would suspect given the guideline judgment send him to prison Mm. Um, yeah, well, he, he didn't mince his words about it. He said yeah. this is most highly likely that, that Mr Johns will go to jail. Um, well, it's definitely it interesting. Well, that, that's the that's where you start for a high-range mm. PCA where it's um, aggravated. But the sentencing assessment report might indicate that um, the community and Mr Johns will be better served by him serving that full-time 
term of imprisonment in the community and undergoing rehabilitation. Yeah. So Section 66.2 of the Crime Sentencing Procedure Act, that's what it all comes down to. Mm. Are you going to get rehabilitated um, better in the community and, and the community mm. will be safe or should you be in prison? Yeah. So... Yeah, oh look, it's a it's a tough one, but but it really is a no brainer. You know, so he, he needs help and support. He yeah, yeah. He so the sentencing will recommend to the court. Um, doesn't mean that the magistrate has to do exactly what they mm. say, but they'll say they also give them a um, an index of um, what's the rate that's expected of um, reoffending. So are you a medium risk, low risk, high risk? Because this isn't his first. Yeah. So case, yeah. So watch wow. this space. It is going to be watch this space. You have a wonderful Easter, won't you? Oh, my You've got four gosh. days off. Yes. Now, you're going to be joining Louise Wilkinson next week because I'm having a week off. Am I seriously? You are That's seriously. That's going to be fun. It will be so much fun. Yeah, so you've got, uh, you've got Louise Wilkinson. Wow. Yeah. So go gentle with her, won't you? I will. You? Well, I'm running. I'm, I'm bail lawyer over Easter, so. Um, oh, That'll be all. Oh, that'll be some interesting conversations to have with Louise. Yeah, won't it? maybe. Yeah. So all you people out there, please be good over Easter. The yeah. cops are going to be out there. And we, I don't want to see you in a green tracksuit sitting in the cells with no. handcuffs. No, and it's double demerits. They, they didn't home. do it over Christmas, but Eat they're doing chocolate. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my theory as well. Yeah. Have a wonderful see one. Ya. Please stay safe, and I'll uh, I'll catch you in two weeks' time. Thank you. Have a great time. I will. Thank you. That is legally blonde with Lauren O'Brien, and she'll be back with Louise Wilkinson next week, right here on Newcastle Live. The information provided in. Legally Blonde is for general information purposes only and should not be taken as professional advice. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.